they call them Welcome to another segment of What's Poppin', y'all. So, I got the White Lines book out. It's available on ridersonline.net slash store. You can get autographed copies there. And the book is also available on Amazon.com. That's what's popping. I will be doing a series of pop-up shop events promoting the book. So April 23rd, I will be at the Finer Things pop-up in Chicago. That's what's popping. April 30th, I will be in Highland Park, Michigan at that pop-up. That's what's popping. May 1st, I will be at the Entrepreneur Expo in Orland Park. That's what's popping. May 7th, I will be at the Pilsen Warehouse pop-up shop. That's what's popping. May 28th, I will be at the Finer Things pop-up shop in Chicago, Illinois. That's what's popping. June 11th, I will be at 838 Marquette Road. June 11th, I will be at 838 Marquette Road in Chicago, Illinois. At that pop-up event, that's what's popping. All these dates will be available on ridersonline.net. That's what's popping. I will also be having a podcast celebration all-white party. Keep in tune on the website, ridersonline.net. For the updates, that's what's popping. LB Shores, the worst popping artist of the day, y'all. I know she's gonna be surprised. Oh, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing here? Honey, close the door, it's cold. Mm, I dismissed you, honey. And I come to watch you take a bath. <laughs> come in. You wanna join me? I you were going to L.A. I had to see that birth rock again. I love you so much. Mm, this mm. feels good. Hey, let me wash your back. Mm, help <laughs> you. I'm glad you came back to play.
That was I'll Be Sure with Natalie. It's available on all streaming platforms. Welcome to Rodis Live. I'm your host, Rodis. The name of this episode is entitled Jody. Now, Jody is a person that takes servicemen, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine, women, men, no holes barred for Jody. Jody is a player. If you got a husband or you got a wife, you taking your bitch, period. 99% of military wives or girlfriends, they always wind up fucking somebody else where, while you going to say the world, say the country, or do whatever it is that you doing. So basically, Jody, it's the motherfucker that your spouse is messing around with. Fucking, giving them money, taking care of them, um, basically babysitting your significant other during the duration of a deployment or something like that. Or even when you're in boot camp, if you got a girlfriend or had a girlfriend or a boyfriend while you're in boot camp, you could forget that shit. So that's who Jody is. That's what Jody all about. So I'm gonna give y'all an example. So I'm not gonna say names because I want people to remain innocent. So I had a friend named Brian. And then I had a homie in my platoon named Lewis. Now, Brian, he was from Chicago, you know. We wasn't really cool, but he was from the crib. He used to give me a ride home, 16 hours and shit, because we was going the same place. I used to help him with gas, help him driving. We ain't really much talk or nothing like that, but, you know, we was all right. But my homie Lewis, he was in my platoon. He was my nigga, you know what I'm saying? We hooped, we kicked it, we hung out. We was more more so friends than me and Brian, you get it? So one day, Brian's wife, he came to the, she came to the shop to pick him up after work. And then I noticed my boy Lewis, he was at the car. So, um, when I went back to holler at my boy Lewis, he was like, man, Hunt, you fucking her too? And that shit kind of caught me off guard. But they was messing around. So, since Lewis and Brian was both my friends, I'm the type of motherfucker who mind my business. I don't get in nobody's business and shit. You know what I'm saying? So... I remained neutral about that shit. You know, I just looked at him like he was crazy when he asked me was I messing around with her too, you know, because it's none of my business. So we was going on a deployment, and since I was cool with Brian, you know, 
and I had like a few items that you know I ain't want to put in storage. You know, Brian was like, "Man, you know you could keep you could keep your shit at my crib because I was staying in the barracks." You know what I'm saying? So I took my stuff to his crib, and my ship wasn't deploying till like two days later. So. I called Brian's wife and was like, hey, you know, we not leaving until another two days. You know, would you come get me so I could get some clothes? So she came to the barracks and she actually bought me some clothes. So that instantly caused the rumor between me and his wife. Like, like I was messing around with her, but I wasn't. You know, I ain't built like that. You know, I respect the sanctity of marriage and all of that shit, but, you know, um, niggas got back to the boat and was saying that, you know, I messed around with his wife and all of that. When all actuality, my buddy was messing with her, but I ain't say shit, you know. I'm a solid individual. You know, I was about to get office hours and all of that shit, you know, not tricking on my boy. So fast forward... We, we on the ship and shit. My boy Brian, his wife, sending my man Lewis naked pictures, all type of shit. Mind you, my boy Brian, he on the other, he on the other ship, but we all out there together. Everybody looking at me like I'm crazy and shit, like I'm the one messing around with his wife. But in all actuality, I'm not. So to make a long story short, I didn't say nothing. Um, one of my boys was Brian Sergeant. And uh, my gunnery sergeant was like, man, you know, what's going on? I explained the situation. I said I wasn't tricking. But, you know, I also made it clear that I wasn't messing around with his wife. Because that ain't what I do. So my gunnery sergeant was like, look, you know, if I catch you talking to Brian... God damn it, I'm going to have you down in a hole fucking, you know, mopping and cleaning. Now, mind you, it's like 110 degrees down there and shit. You know, he's going to have me, like, ironing and starching uniforms and shit. You know, I ain't want no parts of that bullshit. But, you know, since I wasn't messing around with his wife, I ain't had, you know, I ain't have to worry about that shit, but... You know, it's only natural when I seen Brian, he trying to, you know, talk to me about it, come to me, you know, about his wife and all of that shit. You know, I just told him like, hey, look, you know, I don't know nothing about your wife. I was left back in the rear for a couple of days. I needed some clothes and she just bought clothes to the barracks and I left it at that. So... It's not good to mess around with nobody's wife, and then it's not good to be in the middle, but it's always good to keep your motherfucking mouth shut. So at the time, but prior to me going out on float, I was married myself to my ex-wife. We ain't even gonna mention her name on this motherfucker, but uh, my homeboy, his fiance, her name was Renee. So when my wife was visiting, she was telling my homie wife like, oh, I'll get you a job in Chicago. You just come down 
and um, I'll get you hired at the company. You'll have a job while they out there on float on deployment. I'll look out for you. So my homie wife, she came to Chicago. My wife got her a job, like she said. Um, Renee, she was from the South. She was from Georgia. She gave you the uh, the mindset of a, a T.I. She talked like T.I. She was real like T.I. She was actually a good friend of mine. So my wife got her a job. She came to Chicago and all the dudes was on her because, you know, she was dark-skinned. She was cool, and she had a different accent, and she was just like a genuine good lady, you know what I'm saying? So while while Renee was up here with my wife, I guess they was, you know, fucking around with a couple of Jodies and everything, and I think they actually got into it over some guy or something, but you know how it is when people cheating or not doing what they supposed to be doing, but somehow... They bumped heads. So now my buddy Simmons, he was calling his wife like every day on the phone with her for two, three hours. The ship had a phone. They had a pay phone. Now me, on the other hand, I wasn't calling my wife, talking to her on the phone for two and three hours in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean and shit. But let me tell you why. One, it make you homesick. And two, I ain't had no reason to call her because she was bogus as hell. God damn it, she was fucking around with Jody her goddamn self. She tried to do a nigga dirty. So before Renee actually went, you know, home to Chicago with my wife and all of that, like, when my wife came down to the base, she had promised Renee that she would bring her home. So, prior to deployment, I went home, and I actually found out that my wife was cheating on me and shit. You know what I'm saying? So, I ain't jumped the gun. You know, I just peeped how everything was going. Now, it, it was hard for me to keep my cool and my composure and all of that stuff because I was a newlywed, but... At the same time, you know, we hadn't been married long enough for me to cancel this bitch. You know what I'm saying? Please excuse my language, but I mean everything that I said when I said, you know, we hadn't been married long enough for me to cancel her ass. So when I was at the crib, niggas was ringing a bell all times at night, calling on a house phone and shit. Um, cell phones was out, but they wasn't, you know, as affluent as they are now. You know, they wasn't easy to get. You know, it wasn't the thing. A beeper was more more popular than a cell phone at the time. So niggas was ringing a bell. They was calling. Niggas was even coming to the crib at the middle of the night. So, like, if you could compare it to times now... You would have thought my wife had an only um, fans page or a back page and she was selling pussy the way motherfuckers was ringing a bell. I don't know if she was fucking some motherfucker and he threatened to, you know, like ruin our marriage because she had to tell him that, you know, she had a husband or was with somebody and that, you know, I'm out of town or whatever the case may be, but 
by the mannerisms of him calling and whoever it was popping up at the crib, he was comfortable doing that shit. You know what I'm saying? So our apartment it was actually in my name. The cell phone, I mean, the house phone was in my name. I'm sorry. Um, And yeah, what I did was, you know, I checked the voicemails. And man, it was like some bogus shit going on over there. Like, dude was stalking her. He was in love with her and all type of shit. You know, it was even one instance when the bell was ringing and shit. I heard it. My wife was looking at me like I heard it. I heard the shit, but I just played like I was asleep. She was looking, actually contemplating going to answer the motherfucking door. So that could that show you what she thought of me, how she felt, the type of level of respect she had for me. She didn't get no fuck. She was reckless, you know. So instead of me jumping to conclusions and going off and shit, you know, I was fit to be deployed for six months. I need that shit on my mind. And I knew I was going to be needing shit from the States. Like, you know, cologne, clothes, um, music. They actually have a ship, a ship store. They have a store on the ship where you could get shit. But, you know, they don't have a lot of the personal items that you might need. Or if you might want a cake or something. I wasn't eating no homemade shit because it could have been poison in there or anything. I really didn't trust some motherfucking ass like that after I found out what was really going on. So when I got back to the base, I was telling my boy Simmons and his wife about everything that happened and shit. And you know... I told them, like, man, you know, I'm going to just be cool. I'm going to need shit while I'm out here on float. You know, out on my deployment, we call that a float. We was doing a six-month pump. A pump and a float is the same thing. So I was like, shit, she can have fun with Jody and do whatever the fuck she going to do because I'm going to be out here stacking this tax-free money. I'm going to come home and come back in one piece. She could do whatever the fuck she gonna do. I'm just gonna be cool. Cause I don't need her out here fucking up shit for me. I wasn't gonna be worried about her ass. I wasn't worried about what the fuck she was doing or none of that shit. Cause in my mind, the shit was over. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was done. That shit was done in my ass. You know what I'm saying? So... We was deployed. Renee, she went back. She went home to Chicago with my wife. My wife got her job. Did everything that she said she was going to do. I just got to let this story play out, y'all. So my wife did everything that she said she was going to do. She got Renee a job. You know, they, they was cool. I guess they was out here, you know, going to clubs, working together, fucking with niggas. You know, doing shit that, that that women who cheat and niggas who cheat do. You know, because it ain't just about the women. But since I'm talking about, you know, my wife, you know, I'm just saying what it is. It was out here fucking with Jody's doing whatever they was doing. So, Renee and my wife 
I guess they actually fell out over a nigga. I guess some nigga wanted to holler at Renee. My wife got mad and all of that shit. And then uh, my wife started talking down to Renee. So in Renee own little way, you know, me and her was cool. I guess I guess she kind of felt the way about a nigga as a friend. And she didn't want my wife to think that she was motherfucking smarter than she thought she was. So um, Renee was telling my wife, like, man, you know, don't Hunt got a phone on his ship. Simmons got a phone on his ship. Like, man, how often Simmons call me? How often Hunt call your ass, you know? So I guess a red flag went up to my wife. My wife was like, what you trying to say? So Renee just bust my wife out, you know, she bust me out too, but she was like, man, you know, you out here doing all this shit, you know, you ain't nothing but old funky ass skeezer, you out here conducting yourself like a hoe, you think you slick, woo woo woo, yada yada yada, you ain't doing shit, that honey ain't letting your ass do, he know all about your ass, he know about the phone, he know about the niggas reading the bed, ringing the bell, he didn't check the messages, Bitch, you ain't doing shit that honey ain't letting your ass do. For y'all don't that don't know, my last name is Hunt. And in the military, we are addressed by our rank and our last names. So, fast forward. You know, we was out on deployment. It's a six-month deployment. I guess we had been out to sea for maybe like 40 45 days before um, we hit land, and it was Christmas Eve. I'm going to tell you how karma is, and I'm going to tell you how God works. And I ain't trying to be religious. So, you know, I called my wife just, you know, to put my order in for some shit that I might need, you know, a bottle of Hennessy, um, some new, new Jordans, some new jeans, couple of new shirts or whatever that I can't get out there while I'm out to see. You know, I'm trying to put in my order, butter my bread, keep shit cool, not rock the boat. So when I called my wife, she got an attitude, you know, and um, she was the one cheating with her funky ass. She was like, how you gonna go all the way around the world and not let me know that you know that I was cheating on you. Here's the thing. She ain't had no problem with cheating on me. She didn't have a problem until she found out that I knew about this shit. I don't know why women, women in general, some women, I don't know why women do this shit and then don't think that it's gonna be no consequences or repercussions for the acts, for their actions. Every dude is different. Every dude is not the same. So she had the nerve to first go off, second, try to check me, and three, she tried to dump me. Well, she, she thought she was dumping me, but the shit bent over in my mind. So she was like, um, I think we should part company, this, that, and the other. 
I didn't have no problem parting the company or none of that shit because we ain't had the same bank account on none of that shit because I ain't trust that ass, you know. I hooked up everything before I left. You know, I was providing, but at the same time, she ain't had access to my motherfucking bank account. So she could draw down everything while I'm out there, you know. So I was like, fuck that shit. So she called herself dumping me, quitting me. I told her to burn up the road, and I hung up. So since I was talking from um a payphone, it wasn't like, you know, um, she could call me back or be texting me to death or nagging me or none of that shit. It just was what it was. But let me get to the most important part of the episode. So we had been out to sea for 45, 45 days and shit before we got to Trias, Italy. And I'm going to show you how um, karma work when you're a good person. I met Holly Berry on Christmas Eve. So when you're in the military, you have to go out with a Liberty buddy. So I usually always go out with this dude named Walden. He's like my little brother and shit, but you know, borrowing cologne, let me borrow this shirt. You know, he taking a hundred years to get off the boat, but I was really ready to go and get off the boat right away. And then, since I got dumped and all of that shit, you know, I ain't gonna lie, I'ma just keep it a buck shit. In my mind, it was over. You know, I'm trying to go um holler at these Italian chicks and fuck and give me some pussy. I'm just keeping it gangster, y'all. So, um, I wound up going on Liberty with my boy Thomas. And um, right after I got off the phone, you know, I was... You know, it's, it was like, man, like 30 below zero windshield factor. It was cold and a motherfucker. I'll never forget. You know, I had on some Timberlands, um, my little, my little jeans, and I had on like um, a little mink coat and a little mink hat and shit for Liberty. So, you know, when... When servicemen are on a boat for long periods of time, 20 days, 30 days, 10 days, 5 days, without seeing a woman, when we do see a woman, we like dogs in heat or, you know, happy to see a woman in some type of capacity. But I I was looking and I was like, yo, that, that go Holly Berry. That's Holly Berry right there. So me and my friend Thomas, we went over there. You know, Thomas, he was telling me to calm down. So he actually ran up there to them and was like, hey, how you doing? My name, Sergeant Thomas. You know, um, let me get that door for y'all. Um, can we assist y'all in buying some drinks and um, dinner? The whole time, you know, like when you out the sea, you have money stacked, but... You know, I was on a fixed income. I was only paying myself like $50 a payday because you really don't need much out there. And if you getting shit sent to you, you good. But I did have money in the bank, so I was like, shit, he paying, you know. I'm on a fixed income. So it was like Holly Berry, um, her publicist, 
and maybe like two friends. And it was me and my friend Thomas and shit. Cause we had walked, we had walked a little ways from the boat. And it wasn't a lot of Marines and shit. So um we went to eat. Um we had like spaghetti, pizza, wine, ravioli, all that type of shit. Cheese, grapes, all that. That's what we was eating for dinner. And we was we was throwing the drinks back and shit. You know what I'm saying? We was having a good time. So um, our curfew was like 12 o'clock. So when we saw them, it was like maybe like 6 p.m. Because we got off the boat late. So um, they was like, hey, you know, we going back. We going back to our suite. You know, y'all play cards. You know, we was like, yeah, we play cards. So we went back to the suite. Everybody in there chilling. We kicking it. We um drinking, um, playing tonk, and just hanging out. So my my boy Thomas, he from the south. You know, everything was cool and chill. And you know, I don't lie on my dick, you know, when nobody fit up. Better be um smashing Holly Berry when nobody better be smashing none of none of her friends. It's just that it was cool to be around some women and a cele- being around a celebrity. That's just a cherry on top. You know what I'm saying? So um my friend Thomas, I don't know what the fuck made him say this shit. He was like, man, that's that's fucked up. Um, how uh, David Justice cheated on you with that prostitute. So silence just went all across the fucking room. You know we was gonna get put the fuck out right after that. So not even, <laughs> not even two minutes after that, she was like, what time y'all gotta be back on the boat? I think y'all should be going. Man, I was mad than a motherfucker. I was like, I can't believe this motherfucker said this dumbass shit. I was hot, but it's all good. Because I guess his nerves just got the best of him and shit. So before, um, you know, they kicked us out. Well, not kicked us out, but sent us on our way. For him saying that goofy ass shit. You know, I was thinking like, damn, I wish Walden would have been here. Nothing still would have happened, but you know we could have kicked it with him a little longer than we when we than we was kicking it with him. You know what I'm saying? Cause the liquor, the liquor was setting in. So I told Holly Berry, I was like, man, you know, um, we here for a couple of more days. If you're not doing nothing tomorrow, um, it'll be cool if um you could come to the ship. You know, say what's up to all the um, troops. It'll boost the morales. But the only thing that I want you to do is ask for Corporal Hunt. Just ask for Corporal Hunt when you come. So she came. She made a publicity stunt out of it. Um, She took pictures with everybody. You know what I'm saying? But I got Holly Berry to um, come to the ship, so... That's cool right there, you know. Yeah. So, 
Holly Berry came to the ship. I met Holly Berry. Um, Jody took my wife, but you know, you can't take a motherfucker who ain't never been there any motherfucking way. So my wife, she was just doing whatever the fuck she was doing. I was younger, but you know, you gotta love yourself before you love anybody else. And to make matters worse, you know, after Holly Berry came and we was on a boat, and after she broke up with me, my wife, she was trying to call the Red Cross, get me in trouble, get me busted down and rank and shit. Like, you know, my lieutenant and my um staff NCO at the time, you know what I'm saying? They um they wives ran them. When you marry, you should be one, you know. So since they couldn't set no precedence in their household when they got to work, you know what I'm saying? They wanted to boss everybody else around with their rank. But I ain't had no problems with that shit. So my wife, she was abusing the Red Cross. I was about get about to get busted down in my rank and all of that shit. My lieutenant and my um staff NCO, they ain't asked me nothing. You know what I'm saying? They it was some hoe-ass niggas and shit. They weren't black, but they just were some hoes. You know what I'm saying? They ain't asked me what was going on or none of that shit. So, I was about to, um, you know, get court-martialed and shit. You know what I'm saying? Because my wife was abusing the Red Cross, calling, lying on me and shit. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I did have another staff NCO who was in charge of all the Marines on the ship. And he asked me, he was like, you know, Hunt, what the fuck going on? What the fuck? So, you know, I was all tense. He was like, hey, man, relax. What the fuck going on? I said, look, man, this is what happened on top. I went home. I found out my wife was cheap. So I told Top, like, man, I went home. I found out my wife was cheating on me. I got the voice messages to prove it. Motherfuckers was coming, ringing the bell, knocking on the door while I was at the crib. You know, my wife didn't have no type of motherfucking respect for me. You know, I held that shit to my chest. And when we just got, when we just left Trieste, I found out, you know, you know, she found out that I knew about the shit and she called herself trying to dump me. So since I don't have a problem with it and I'm cool with the breakup and all of that shit. Now she mad and trying to do anything to bust me down since I ain't fucking with her. So Top was like, so basically you went home, you found out your wife was a cheating whore and your lieutenant and your staff sergeant got you up here. So I was like, yeah, Top, they ain't even asked me what was going on. He was like, look, this is what I want you to do. Play nice with your wife. Just write her a motherfucking letter once a week. How's the dog doing? That's all I need you to do. I'm going to watch you. Um, I'm going to go with you to put the shit in the mail. And we good. So I did that. And then um, Top, Top Connor, that was his name. He was like, man. Get your lieutenant and uh and, and Gilman up here right now. So um 
my lieutenant and my staff sergeant, they was on a, a hot seat because they ain't asked me about my wife and shit. You know, they was just for the, let me get busted down and shit. They ain't get no fuck and shit. So, I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Y'all got some idea who Jody is. Jody is a player from the Himalayas. Jody could be the pizza man. Jody could be the Uber driver. Jody could be the next door neighbor. Jody could be, you know, um, the husband of the enlisted wife fucking around with your wife while you gone. You know what I'm saying? So y'all see how this work. Y'all see how Jody get down. But in closing, I met Holly Berry. I said I was going to get a story. That's what I did. All the fellas take care of home. All the women support your man if you got somebody in the military. And y'all just keep that shit a buck. Love is love. I'm out. If you would like to have your music played on Riders Live, just email bookingriders at gmail.com. That's booking, R-O-D-E-S, at gmail.com. Or submit through the booking form via our website, which is www.rodesonline.net via the booking form. If you would like to be the worst popping artist of the day, or if you would like to be interviewed, or if you would like ad space, submit via the booking form on ridersonline.net. Alright? If you would like to make a donation to the show, just cash at Riders T20. That's dollar sign R-O-D-E-S T20. Alright? We dropping the mic on Riders Live. When I was writing my wife back and forth, I forgave her. We reconciled, and I forgave her for all her indiscretions because I had written confirmation to take back to my command. So if she tried to do anything, you know, I had it in writing that she cheated on me, and that's what she was doing. So I forgave her, but I never took her back. So in closing, never try to take advantage of someone that loves you. Karma is the champion of truth. Peace, y'all. You can never tell what's in a man's mind. And if he's from Harlem, there's no use of evil. Just like the tide, his mind comes and goes Like much weather when he'll change Nobody knows, nobody knows The man I love, well he just turned me down He's a Harlem Brown Oftentimes I wish that I were in this ground Six feet underground He idolized me as no other could No, no Then he surprised me, leaving me a note saying he's gone
Oh. 